welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Amazing, Karen. That's really, really amazing. I just don't know how you get to do all of this, but tell us, what, in, what, inspi- what, what really inspired you to come up with Free to Fly? Well, this piece was actually created um, about six years ago, and oh. I, I got an email from this lady, Jackie, Talia's mum, yep. and um, she'd been following the creative work that I'd been doing, and she said, my daughter is five, she can't, she can't walk, she can't talk, she can't hold herself up, um, but she wanted to find out if I could find a way to free her from those limitations in an image. And, you know, as soon as I got that, that message, I thought, wow, this is something that, that I can do. This is, this is uh, yeah, this is why I think I'd even gone down this path is just to, to be able to make a difference in someone's world. Mm, so, mm, mm. yeah, that, that started it off. You, you know, how did she... Tell us what was the, what was Talia, right? That's Talia. Talia's yes. the, the, the little girl. What was, her, what was her first impression when she saw that? Well, of course she can't talk, but yeah. she had the biggest, the biggest. smile. Um, I, they live in Adelaide, so mm. I, I had to deliver this print. I, they hadn't seen it. On, I don't uh, want them to see it on the computer. Yep, they need yep. to see a print. So I delivered mm. it, and then I got onto Skype, and, and they oh, unwrapped wow. it, and they just were just blown just away blown. By, by it. You know, they, they had a part to play mm. in the creation of it. I mm. wanted it to tell Talia's story. Yeah. The butterflies um, represent her family and friends that hold her up mm. and help her to fly a little dog down below that was like her best friend and oh. and just freeing them freeing her from that wheelchair so mm-hmm. um but yeah when they saw it they were just amazed it, it stands pride of place on on the wall wow. it's the mum has said that you know in a fire that'd be the first thing that she grabs <laughs> that's that's good you know i'm sure a lot of people would, would ask you this question how does a creative process begin but more so in this context you know d- were you actually really able to see the final product or did you sort of stumble over things along the way or you had this, man, I knew that's that's what I want to create and I'm just going to go towards it. So what, what was yeah, yeah, the, your experience? Yeah, the, the latter for this oh, one. Okay. It was very much um, I had that vision of, of what I wanted to create uh, and and I worked towards that, you know, all, all, the, all the parts, like going to the butterfly enclosure mm. to photograph those butterflies and um, just working towards creating this piece because what I want it to do is that when it's on that on the wall, when when Talia looks at it, when her mum looks at it, her dad looks at it, that they can just imagine that possibly mm. in the future mm. maybe mm. Talia can fly, maybe yeah. she can walk, mm. you know. Mm. It's it, the the possibilities are endless with God. Mm. So mm. that's mm. what I wanted. Mm. And 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 I'm sure when you say that, you know, she can possibly fly is that 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 the, that she will have this freedom as such, amen. You yeah, know, yeah. A, a sense of freedom and that she's not going to be bound just on this on this wheelchair, so to say. Mm. But there can be the the whole possibility because in God there is this endless possibility, amen. Yeah. So even with yeah. with whatever that you've done now, probably there's one last question here is, you know, how does how how does how does God come into all of this for you? Mm. So when you, you know, you said that you've, you, you could see this way ahead, mm. right? So, and then you move towards that. And so how do you feel, 
you know, God inspires you in this whole area? He gives me the vision. Okay, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's given me the gifts <laughs> yep, to, to be yep. able to do it, but, you know, it's been hard work too. Yes, um, And dedication <laughs> to yeah, learn how to do it yeah. and, and perfect the craft. But, yeah. but that, that vision of creating something that can make a difference in someone's yes. life, that can inspire faith and mm. can inspire hope mm. and can inspire joy. You know, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. all of the images I create might not be as yeah. meaningful as this one, but for me, you know, it's all about inspiring joy, inspiring mm. faith, inspiring mm. hope. So, Amen. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Karen. I really appreciate Thank that. You. Wonderful, wonderful. We look forward to many more things that you will be creating anyway. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. That's that's just really really awesome, you know. Uh, and I think that's that's key, isn't it? That um, what God has imparted and and placed in her hands, it is to inspire faith. It is to inspire joy. It is to take people out of the out out of out of structures that just bind you and I to impossibilities to mediocrity to uh, probably the things that I wish, you know, I could do that. Why not? Who says that you and I can't, right? And so this morning, we want to, we want to look at that. This is going to be, you know, part one of a, of, of, of a series that I want to, I want to just uh, uh, in, indulge in this area. And when I say indulge, meaning I want to go deeper and deeper and deeper into this, into this context, because we, we are a people, we are a prophetic people, right? And in order to be a prophetic people, we need to be able to see things. We need to be able to perceive it. We need to be able to declare it. We need to be able to speak it out, right? And there are things that want to bind us and want to hold us back from speaking out, from saying things. That's why I started with Speak Life, right? Over the last couple of weeks, we uh, spoke on Speak Life and, and the importance that there is power in your tongue towards life and death. We can either speak life or we can either speak death to a circumstance. So we have that because God's given us. He's given us that, that creative ability. He, we are co-creators with Him. Imagine that. Say that with, with me. I am a co-creator with God. I am a co-creator with God. All of you who are here, the three of you who are here, come on. I am a co-creator with God. That's wonderful. And all of you who are joining us on Zoom, I can see you too. Oh, wonderful. Say it one more time, all of you in Zoom land. I am a co-creator with God. That's, one, that's wonderful. Get excited about it. Jump up and down. Get out from your seat and say, I am a co-creator with God. Come on. Yes, I am a co-creator. That's right. And you know why I say that? Because it's important that we, that, 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 Physically, that our bodies, our mind, our brain agrees with what we speak. Because when that happens, something powerful and amazing begins, begins to take place. You know, as, as, I was re, as I was preparing this, there was, this, there, there was a, this, this thought just entered my mind. I'm just going to speak it out. I'm just going to say this out here if it means anything to anyone, praise God. But it was, it, it was, this, it was, this, it was this thought about fear. See, when a conviction is birthed out of fear. It spawns the seed of insecurity. And as insecurity grows, it gives birth to slavery or captivity. We become captives, producing an orphaned mindset. Birthed 
outside of true intimacy. Right? Birth outside of true intimacy. Just ponder on that. I'll put that in the back of your mind. You can always listen to that later as well. But there are some key passages that I, that I, I want to share this morning as we touch on the power of imagination. And I love this, uh, I love this picture that Melinda, you know, from the office, uh, she asked me, would you like this or something else? And I said, no, I really like that because it reminds me of what Jesus says. Come to me like that of a child. So the power of imagination, one thing I want to make very clear is, is it's not an aspect of, because we'll touch on fantasy, we'll touch on all of that. It's not childishness, but it's childlikeness. It's about being childlike. As we, as we come to the Lord and he looks up and he sees, man, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. That's, that's, that's what it is. So place your hands on, on, on your, actually on your mind. I would say on your, your brain, your mind, your head. Just place it up here. And say, Lord, heal my mind and clear it of all impossibilities. Clear it of all mindsets that I have within that says no to when you say yes. Break that and set me free right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so some of the passages that I want to I want to take us through this morning, there'll be quite a few passages, but here are some of the passages here. For as he, he thinketh in his heart, so he is in Proverbs chapter 23, um, Verse 7, and also in, in, in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, it says this, that as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. And this is speaking to, he's speaking of Abraham, right? In the presence of him who believed, whom he believed, that is God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that do not exist. He calls into being things that don't exist. The earth, planet earth was not in existence at all. The universe was not in existence, but he spoke it. He called it out of nothing virtually. Amen. And so calling the things that are not as though they were. This next verse, it, the song that we sang this morning, we sang it right at the start. Open the eyes of my heart. You know, in, in the... Um, um, in the NLT version, it says this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. So wisdom and revelation is given in the knowledge of Him so that there is the sense of knowledge that we have of who He is, right? Because that's what... that's. That's the desire of the Lord. That's the heart of the Lord. He wants us to know who He really is so that we can become who we really are. By knowing who He really is, we become more and more of who we really uh, are because we are made in His image. Hallelujah. So in verse 18, it says this, Having the eyes, again, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, that what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? That's in you and I. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe 
according to the working of his great might. So there is the sense of God wanting to unveil, unveil these things to us so that we will, so that we will know. And this is important. Verse 18, um, uh, the, 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 the second part of verse 18 is, is important that the eyes of our hearts be enlightened for what? That you may know what is the hope to which he has called you and I too. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? This great sense of hope that we have in God. The great sense. So we are not a people that are hopeless despite this, 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 this situation that we are in. Despite COVID and all of that worldwide. I mean, can you imagine now, just imagine a world that is free of COVID. Or a world that is free of the impact of COVID on our lives. Just stop and just imagine that. And some of us may think, ah, that's, that's crazy. It's here to stay, and so we just got to get used to it. Because we take on the form of, we need to be realist. So let's see what the Spirit of the Lord or what the Word of the Lord has to say. This is the Passion Version. I, 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 love the, I love the Passion Version here. It says this, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know Him through your deepening intimacy with Him. Again, aspects that we've been talking about, getting to the secret place, getting intimate with the Lord, that we may know Him through your deepening intimacy with Him. Verse 18, I pray that the light of God will illuminate, and hear this, the eyes of your imagination, that the eyes of your imagination, God will begin to unveil, that illuminate that, flooding you with light until the experience of full revelation of the hope of His calling, that is the wealth the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. Amen? His, his holy ones. That's, that's what he's going to find when he comes. What is he, going to find, what is he going to find within us? Right? And I pray, in verse, in verse 18 it says this, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. You heard, uh, you heard Karen share about the sense of faith, that, that, that if you can inspire someone in faith, right here, Paul is now praying this prayer to the Ephesians, and he's saying that, that you will continue, continue to experience the immeasurable. So the immeasurable greatness is to be experienced on a continual basis. That is possible for you and I. But if our mindset say, no, I don't think I can experience this greatness on a consistent basis. No, but the Spirit of the Lord or the Word of the Lord is saying that you and I can experience that. But it is made available to you and I, to us, through faith. Then your lives will be an, I love this, will be an advertisement of, his, of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power, that we will be the advertisement, that when people see, we advertise the kingdom of God, the power of God, the love of God, the life of God. That's, what, that's, that's who we are. So our imagination is something that the enemy wants to come and grab a hold of and, and begin to cause us to think 
Come on, step it down a little bit more. Step it down a little bit more. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited, right? So what does, what does Paul... What does Paul... What is Paul trying to say through this passage? You know, he prays the intention for the Ephesian church, right? It's what he would like to see come to pass. So this is in his imagination. This is, this is his desire to see come to pass in the lives of all those who trusted Christ as their Lord and Savior. So the minute we trust God, he's saying, this is what I want for you. I want to see this. I want this to be your experience. Think about this. Begin to embrace this now. This can be your experience because it's been my experience. So I want you to experience this as well, right? He desired, first of all, that they would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which meant that they would see and understand the true meaning of things, that they would see things as God does from, from his point of view and through his eyes. Then he begins to then pray that the eyes of their heart may be enlightened. So he says, I want you to see all of this. I want you to begin to experience it from God's vantage, vantage point. Now, let me pray that your hearts be illuminated, that your, that your imagination be illuminated, be enlightened. So he's praying this prayer, meaning this is a possibility. But we've got to embrace it. We've got to believe it. Friends, you know, we're all very familiar with, with Disneyland. Or, this, or Disney World. It's one of my favorite places to go to. It's where we got the vision for this church. Whilst we were sitting in Disneyland. And I looked at my wife and I said, this is it, this is it. And so she was wondering, what is, what is this is it? And I began to explain and all of that. And if you want to know more about that, come and attend our DNA class. Hallelujah. Praise God. But Walt Disney succeeded in creating a place where imagination rules. It is actually far more than fantasy at its best. He provided an unrestrained culture of creativity. That's what Walt Disney did. He provided a culture that is unrestrained, a culture of creativity that drew from the imagination of countless individuals who created Mickey Mouse, who created Donald Duck, who created the Jungle Cruise. You might, if you haven't seen that, that movie... Here's a plug. Go and see it. It's really wonderful. I've seen it about three or four times on Disney Plus. On, on Disney, on Disney Plus. <laughs> that drew from the uh, uh, imagination of countless of individuals, right? That created characters, buildings, rides, and most importantly, a place that validates something that is innate within us, right? The ability to imagine. This is an innate aspect within us. Walt Disney called it the world of imagination. Right? So it's important for us to stop thinking and start imagining it. So let's stop thinking now. Just put our, take, remove our thinking caps for a minute. And now stop this instant. Right now. Right through this message. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And let me read you this. Just close your eyes. And see where it takes you to. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. 
the chocolate room. Hold your breath, make a wish, count to three. Come with me and you will be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin. Traveling in the world of my creation, what we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it, want to change the world, there's nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do, do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. That's, of course, from the movie Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And he sings that song, Pure Imagination. You know, we give very little importance to the world of imagination. Do you ever hear people say, I know I've, I've said this as well. Ever hear people say, hey, quit daydreaming. <laughs> quit daydreaming. Maybe it's what you said to yourself too. You know, there's a tendency within ourselves to self-sabotage the very ability that God has placed inside us by terminologies like, hey, get real, guys. You know, you, you know you're, 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 just, you know, you're just too right-brained. You know, this is, this is impossible. Or oh, the killer of it all is this, oh, that's not me. It's just not my personality type. So we put ourselves in all these boxes. Oh, this is not my personality type. Given all of us have particular strengths in various areas, but what is important is to, rec to recognize is that we all have the ability to create out of what's, out of, out of, out of what's imagined, what we begin to imagine. We can create that. Again, why? Because there is, this, there is this sense of who and how God created us. It all hinges back to God's creation. And God's intention for us. Which we will see. So we are made in the image of God. Note, image is actually rooted in the word imagination. The word image. Right? It might be good. Probably, it may be a good practice, friends. To, to go to one of these amusement parks. Go over there. Every now and then. Get in, get, allow these creative juices to start happening again. You know, it's not about, again, you heard me say this before, it's not about you, you know, going to a place and starting to be childish and say, hey, hey you're, you're, you're 60 and you still want to go there to these amusement parks and you still want to get on the ride? Man, yes, I sure do. I, 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 I definitely want to. Why? Because there is a difference between being childish and being childlike. Jesus invites us to be like a child. Why? Because the context of impossibility is not quite understood by a child who would respond by saying, why not? 
if the child, if, if, if you tell the child, don't jump out of your, you know, your, your cot or your, or your pram, or, you know, why mom? Why dad? Why not? You know, that's the sense. It's the why not. It's the why not because in their mind, hey, all of this is, all of this is possible because you're around. Mom, dad, you're around anyway. So why should we not think of God like that? His spirit is with us. He says that you can do greater things than I can because I go to the Father. Why did he say that in John chapter 14? Think on that. Right? By the way, you know, the, the, the literal sense of amusement is this. It means not to think. That's what amusement means, not to think. So when you go to an amusement park, you cannot think. You're not allowed to think. You just got to go there and begin to imagine, see what, see what it is. You know, uh, Dr. Dale Five is, 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 is becoming one of my, my favorite authors. Um, I love reading his books. And he says this, We have abandoned the joy of childhood play for textbooks and the pursuit of the highest grade point average that doesn't actually measure true intelligence and creative thinking, but instead measures memory recall. <laughs> we have become self-absorbed narcissistic, a narcissistic culture whose greatest obsession is the selfie, right? Don't we love taking selfies, 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 selfies? That is, whatever makes us look good is our top priority, right? That's... That's our key, one of our key, pro key priorities. Now, that space of imagination, that is really what, what we term as the greenhouse of creativity. We are actually allowed to turn off our logical left brain and, f and, and actually really flip the switch to our artistic, fan fantastical, creative right brain self we're not desiring to escape reality in actual fact that's not escaping reality friends we are engaging in this environment because it's the birthplace where reality where reality comes into being what we see what we are seeing as god is unveiling to us right we must return to a point where Nothing is until we imagine it. So nothing happens until we imagine it. We've got to come to that place. Nothing is until we begin to imagine, imagine it. You know, Beatles wrote the song, Imagine. And what a philosophy in that. We'll look at that. I'll share the lyrics to that the next time I, next time I speak and, and share some of uh, what people have said about, about that song, but they brought in a philosophy which is totally, totally anti-God. But one that really promotes yourself or promotes ourself, you know, in, in that sense. Right? We must return to a point where nothing is until we imagine it. This, friends, is really the God moment. It's it's, and I use this word, it's the Big Bang. 
where energy meets image and reality is given birth. The reality. So energy meets this image and there, and there comes this the sense of, of reality is given birth. You know, I, I, I remember when we were looking at planting a church, planting this church really, um, you've met this dear friend of mine, uh, Steve Carpenter, who's, a, um, who's in Israel at this point, him and his family. And he said to me, he said, Larry, you are impregnated with this vision and you will continue to experience this uneasiness until you give birth to it. And so there are so many visions and imaginations that, that the Lord has placed within you that you are carrying. That prob- probably you've put it on the shelf. Probably you've put it by the wayside. Probably you said, oh, it's in the too hot, too hot basket. But you heard Karen say that it took as much as she felt there was the gift there. There was loads of hard work and a lot of time that's been put into bringing about an aspect that would bring hope to someone, that would set people free, that would bring hope to you, that you yourself begin to enjoy and see that, God, I am created for something way greater than than, than, than what is presently before me, right? The why nots, right? You know, many are trapped. Many of us really are trapped in our own intellect and find, we find it hard to disengage from the world of reason and science, right? Now, one of the greatest thinkers of all time, this is what he has to say about it. When I examine myself and my methods of thoughts, I come to the conclusion that the gift of fantasy has meant more to me than any talent absorbing positive knowledge. Who do you think that is? Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein said this. When I examine myself and my methods of thoughts, I come to the conclusion that the gift of fantasy has meant more to me than any talent for absorbing positive knowledge. And you know, he was a Nobel Prize. Uh, He won the Nobel Prize. He was a Nobel Prize winning physicist, right? And he called imagination a holy curiosity. Imagine that. Many attribute his amazing world-changing achievements to his imaginative skills rather than to his IQ, right? Now, in this book, The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity, Julia Cameron, she writes this about the conflict that many, many of us experience when stepping out of the shadows into the realm of imaginative creativity. Now, she uses an example. I I love this example here. Uh, This example of a single brush stroke just on a plain canvas. Now, the left brain says, what is that? That is ugly. It's useless. The right brain says, That's amazing. It's beautiful. It's got such potential. When God created man, he must have used his right brain. Because when he finished his work and had a look, he said, this is very good. He did not say this is ugly and useless. He said, It is simply amazing. Wow. What a sight to behold. Wow. Or some may say, wowza. 
What a sight to behold. But that's really incredible, right? But what's really incredible is that before God ever created, and hear this, before He ever created a single thing, He saw it, He imagined it. He saw it, He imagined it. Then He spoke into existence, spoke it into existence. And let's look at this passage of Scripture in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Colossians 1, 16 to 17. For by him, the Amplified Version puts it this way. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth. Things, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him. That is by his activity and for him. And he himself existed and is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. He is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe. Friends, I'm, I'm going to race through these next few slides so you can re-listen to this message, and I'd love for you to re-listen to this because you need to stop and pay attention to what was said. Pay attention to that verse. Pay attention to things that you've been encouraged or that the Spirit of the Lord is trying to encourage you to do. So journey with this, right? And, you know, Jesus bore the image of God in the flesh. We also bear the image of our Creator. Now, what does this have to then do now with the ability to imagine? So what does bearing the image of God has to do with the whole context of imagine, right? So in in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27, it says this. Then God said, let us make human beings, what? In our image, to be like us. <laughs> they will reign over fish in the sea and birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, he created them. He saw it. He saw, hu he saw the human being. He saw us. He saw human beings. He saw male. He saw female. He began to create them. Right? And so he said, this is what I see. He saw the animals. He, he saw the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky. He began to create them. He saw livestock. He began, he began to create them. He, he spoke that into being. So as he began to spoke that in, as he began to speak that into being, they were, they were formed. Now, go back to verse twenty-six now, and just read that verse twenty-six. It says, "Then God said, let us make human beings in our image.' Why? It says to be like us." So you and, you and I, we are like God. I mean, imagine that. Look at yourself and tell you, I am like God. So what does that mean? In what capacity are you and I like God? In what capacity? That's, that needs to be something that we need to unpack. What, 
What capacity is that? So if we look at the word image and the context of where imagine the, the, the context of imagination. Now, imagination. comes from the Greek word dianoia or dianoia, sorry, dianoia, dianoia, the imagination. That's what dianoia in the Greek means. It means the faculty of imagining or of forming mental images or concepts of what is not actually present to the senses. So it's not really present there. And that word is used in Ephesians chapter 1 when Paul says that, that your imagination, that's that word, that dianoia, dianoia. The action or process of forming such images or concepts, the faculty of producing ideal creations consistent with reality, as in literature, as distinct from the power, as distinct from the power of creating illustrative and or decorative imagery. Now, Matthew chapter 22, verse 35 to 40 says this, right? Matthew chapter 22, verse 35 to 40, it says this, that one of them, an expert of the law, tested him with this question in verse 36, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, this is the first and greatest commandment. So mind here, which is dianoia, 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 mind, dianoia, the word translated imagination is this Greek noun, the anoia, and it refers to the present exercise of the mind or minds ongoing, the, the mind's ongoing thought process. So what am I thinking? What is this ongoing thought process? So the anoia refers to the action of the mind, the act of meditating and thinking through a matter until a determination is reached. So friends, if your mind is being hampered by thoughts that consistently either accuse you or that create shame or that cause you to feel guilty or that, that, that negative words that have been spoken and, and, and culturally you've been told that this is not it. You know, in, 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 interestingly, my... <laughs> I don't think my daughter will mind me saying this, but a few days ago, she was taking Rusty for a walk, right, in our, in our neighborhood. And actually, in our, and this is a new place that we've moved to, right? So as she was walking, uh, a 20-plus-year-old gentleman, mid-20s to maybe 30, walks uh, towards her as well, and then asks her this question, hey, are you aware of this five-kilometer radius? And she said, yes. And his response to her was this, oh, you don't look like you're from around here. So imagine what mindset now that he's placing on her. So, and, and she then obviously, thankfully, we've got a fairly resilient girl. So she, she said, excuse me, what did you just say? She says, yeah, you don't look like 
you're from around here. He says, are you, are you joking? And then she went on to say, that is so disrespectful of you. And, and he further said, well, I mean, you just don't look from around here. So imagine, the, imagine how furious when she came back, how furious her brothers were. And, and of course, when I got back from work and when I heard that as well, we decided to go for the next, on the next day, we decided to go for a walk around the same time to the same place. And we kind of waited there and, and no one showed up, right? But the point is this, that what does it define? What's the definition that people have from a cultural standpoint that, hey, it looks like you're not from this area. Hey, it looks like you're not from here. Hey, it looks like you can't really uh, compete in the sport. or you, I, I don't think you can do well. So all of these different thoughts have been put in our minds that begin to hamper us from actually really progressing. You know, what's the ongoing, ongoing process? So deanoia, it refers to the action of the mind and the act of meditating and thinking. So... Meditating on what? Medi meditating on the negative aspects that have been spoken or meditating on the word of God, on the thinking through a matter until a determination is, is reached. Right. Let me end. There are a few more verses that I really have, but I'm also conscious of time. So I'm just going to cut short this, uh, this, this part here and, and, and share, this, share this aspect here on Psalms chapter 27, ver verse 4. It says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze, meaning to behold, to imagine, to gaze, to behold on the beauty of the Lord, and to seek Him in His temple. So, what it means in the, in the original, if you look through the concordance, it means this. It, it means to men, mentally to begin to perceive. Right? To mentally per, perceive or contemplate. Specifically, to have a vision of to behold, to look, to prophesy, to provide, to seek, to see. So we begin to prophesy. We, we, begin, to, we begin to prophesy. We prophesy what that, the very thing that we see. So if you see something that is... How, how are you going to see what God begins to see if within ourselves we have this orphan mindset? Within ourselves we allow structures or we allow... Our, 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 you know, the, the, the negative thoughts or the negative aspects of our lives or our past failures to begin to catch up to us and say that you better learn from, you better learn from your failures. It, it, it cannot happen. It can't be done. It can't be done. It can't be done. Friends, gaze into the beauty of the Lord. And as you begin to gaze, what does He unveil to you? What does he begin to show you? What does he begin to, to, to help you see? Because when you behold him, you begin to capture something else. Have you ever tried looking into the eyes of someone? Just looking into their eyes. And after a while, you begin to realize something about that person. You see something much deeper. And something happens to you in, in and through that process, right? So I want to leave this here with you this morning, and I want to ask you this, this, this question, right? 
this question that, and if I can have the team to come up, please. Just this question, what are you beholding this morning? What are you seeing? What are the eyes of your imagination really, really, really helping you see this morning? What are you being, what are you being caught up to? So just, just close your eyes right now and allow the Lord Allow the, allow the Lord to take you further, take you deeper. You know, in, in particular, friends, what, what I really want us to consider during this time is, you know, we sang that song, Open the Eyes, and it was like a prayer this morning. Not like, but it was our prayer. It was a declaration. It was a statement that we were making and saying, and God hears that. And so the Lord wants to act on that. And we ended this morning with Psalm 27 that says, as I gaze and as I behold you. To behold is to is to grab you know, grab his face and, 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 and that your entire attention. His, to grab his attention and to say, Lord, I want to hold your cheeks. <laughs> I want to hold your face. Both sides. Press your hands against his, his face like this. Lord, I'm going to press. I'm going to, I'm going to hold my hands against your cheeks here, Lord. I'm going to pull you right into my right into my gaze and I'm going to look deep into your eyes and just do that maybe put your hands right out and imagine that you're feeling the Lord's face and you're pulling him closer to you <laughs> 